Hey, we are live fans. This is Jeremy Allen Stanton, veteran of the U.S. Air Force and owner of Barrel Beard and Tattoo. We created a unique and highly effective hair and skin oil, which we age in used whiskey barrels from local distillers right here in St. Louis. Barrel Beard and Tattoo products are made by hand with only the finest natural ingredients. Whether you're trying to get your beard game in check or your skin looking and feeling better than ever, we can help. Visit Barrel Beard and Tattoo to learn more about our story. Cornerstone Mortgage's Melissa Kaiser. She's a loan officer and she is here to help. Not only does she specialize in helping first-time home buyers, she'll work with you on your USDA, VA, conventional loans, and much more. She is always available for her clients and can't wait to work with you. Contact her today, 314-346-6264. She'll make your dreams come true. Melissa Kaiser, Cornerstone Mortgage, does not endorse the singing. Equal housing lender, Illinois Residential Mortgage Licensee, 9717 Landmark Parkway Drive, Suite 101, St. Louis, Missouri, 63127, NMLS number 650731, company NMLS 223109. You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. We are live, Chris Denman, Travis Terrell. Special conversation here with the great Gary Owen. He's at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Go see him. If it's not sold out yet, get tickets online. St. Louis Helium. Just check it out on Google. Good to have you, man. What's happening? Thank you. Great to see you. You look super pumped to be here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But before we can get this party started, are you... Do you have a UFC match coming up anytime soon? Are you going to be in the big three? Because you look ripped right now. You look in great shape. Oh, really? It's yeah, awkward time to start hitting I know. I think we all can just get it out the way right Right, now. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. a smaller shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Small shirts. <laughs> we are 44 seconds in, and we've got a Me Too moment, Travis. Yeah, like, go. look what right. you've done, yeah, man. <laughs> look what you've done. <laughs> Keep yourself in shape. You're out on the road, obviously, right? I mean, that's yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's the older you get. It's like when I started doing stand up in my 20s. It was uh, you go to cities and you look for the bars, and the nightclubs, and that. And then once you hit over 40, now you start looking for coffee shops, and, and antique gyms, sales, <laughs> yeah, and like exactly. gluten free waffle spots, right? You know, uh, farmers markets, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. I get excited. Yeah. <laughs> if I see like a, a juice press place, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit. It's it's over. What's uh? It's like a club to me now. It is for real. Yeah, you go. Cubana. Oh, this is gonna be nice today. People are like, hey, let's go out after the show. You're like, Ooh, state sale in the morning. I was kind like, of literally. Yeah, I mean, think about the mornings. Like <laughs> yeah. once you get over forty, your mornings become your nights. You get excited about the mornings. You do too. That that first coffee. There's something oh, yeah. magical about that, right? Yeah. yeah. I definitely became. I, I've become a coffee drinker over time. Is that right? But it's funny how. And I know with st- everything going on with Starbucks, but they find a way to bring me back. Yes. Because sure. when I started, it was just the sugar drinks and milk, and I didn't care, and the scones and everything. And I was like, ah, dairy's not good for you. Right. So let me go to soy. Mm. Then soy's not good for you. Let yeah. me go to almond. Now they got that. Yeah. Then I went, how can I limit the sugar? I went cinnamon dolce. <laughs> now I'm just straight almond milk latte. There's no sugar. And then I'm, I'm, I went gluten-free. Then I got gluten-free snacks. Wow. I'm like, you guys... Yeah, Not a game where, over at Starbucks. <laughs> see where you're at. Just don't what? arrest black guys. No, we're good. That's, That's what you that? say. Think like the white man, Travis. Is that, isn't that what you say? That and when you play Family Feud. Yes. Always think like the white man. What? Uh, where'd you grow up, man? Where did you? Cincinnati. Where'd you start? Cincinnati. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, I'm trying to think. You. Cr- I feel like you're on top of uh, the comedy world as far as just a hot name comes in town. People get super excited. Tom uh, Segura's from Cincinnati. Is he? Is yeah. <laughs> I feel like yo, you didn't know that. No, I, was like, I thought I was like, are you fucking with me right now? No, like, because it's interesting he's, you say he's, that name. He's, I mean, he's crushing it right now because yeah. he just got a a movie with Mark Wahlberg called Instant Family. You're not joking right now? No, like, I'm like, what are we they're doing filming here? it right now, and That's I got, ins- he doesn't even do TV. I don't know. I got called back for it a couple times, and then obviously when you don't get it, you kind of like you just glance see who got it. Yeah, and Tom Segura got the part. 
And I was like, I was happy. I'm, I'm not yeah. that dude that I'm like this. When, when they hire him like this, I could have did better. But I'm cool with Tom. <laughs> I think that about everything, though. Yeah. Every time I don't get hired, I'm like, you messed up. Like, yeah. That's cool. I get it. <laughs> that's it. The, the jealousy part of it does it that you can't let that get you down, man. Like, right? Like, that's no, you yeah. got, especially the, in stand up where it's like so much of what you do, you're going out and just you're grinding, you're snatching up what's in front of you. I do, I, I think it's funny. I guess maybe if you would see somebody get super petty over that, over, <laughs> over a job they don't get or something like that, do you stay pretty grounded whenever it comes to just seeking out work and opportunities? We have we have a unique setup working with some some talented people too, and it's I think people would be surprised at the levels people get to at the bullshit you still deal with, and the jobs that maybe aren't even offered to you. It's I mean, it's part of the business. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And I I always I always say I just I'm just trusting the process because I feel like Joel I'm doing Embiid. everything right. Yeah, because I I'll be the first to admit. I wasn't a good actor when I first got to L.A. I thought I had it. And when I found out with stand-ups, we like to be loud. And we think loud is the scene. Right. And we like to be, we over-exaggerate everything, almost too funny. It almost becomes, you know, like a like a circus act. I had to learn to tone it down on some things. But sometimes when you don't get it, you go, I should have went, went louder. Should have went harder. That's the first louder. thing you think of when you don't get it. Like, I should have went louder. I should have went louder. <laughs> Is that a natural thing, or is that working the rooms that you worked and got good in and it's well, accepted it's in Cincinnati? We're, we're stand-ups. We project, yeah. right. you know, on stage. So you get in a you get in a room and you're auditioning. You feel like you got to do the same thing, or sometimes you got to bring it back. And then when you don't get it, you're like, I should have projected more. Like that's the first <laughs> you thing you think of. Like should have put it out. They there. don't know what I had. Right. They don't get it. That's you know? kind of your point of view, Travis. Just be loud in 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 the face of adversity. Well, that's almost expected if if you're a black comedian, especially. You, <laughs> well, wow, well you know what? Why I, are you so meek? I, w I wouldn't. I wouldn't go there because lately we've been seeing an influx of the black comics getting TV deals and TV shows, and they're more of the the. Um, they're more, like they're more the childish Carl Gambino. Child, uh, Donald yeah. Lover type. I was going to say, like, yeah. more even Michael Che is even for that. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little, little bit that, more. That's, that's the If I'm a black comic now, right. that's the route I'm going. Interesting. You know, I'm going with glasses and a backpack. <laughs> that's the movie. Right, you know what I mean? right, right. Got, what are you, and, they're, and they're all in the same clique. You got, yeah. you got Lil Rel's doing really well right now, and obviously um, Carmichael. And then you look um, at guys like the Lucas Brothers. You look at those. Right, guys. Oh, perfect. I, was thinking, I couldn't think yeah. of the names. I was, uh -huh. I was brain for that's that's always that's stuck. Who I, yeah, I always think the Lucas Brothers and uh, even and you know Jermaine Fowler's maybe yeah. a little louder, but he's on Superior he's been, Donuts. He's yeah. been here a few times. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I it was funny. Like a couple years ago, I auditioned for that pilot, Superior Donuts. Sometimes you go into a, a room and you know they're just doing it for protocol. Right. Like right. they got this. It literally was like three words. My audition. Really? Like, when we got like four pages. There's so many comics that work on that show, too, right? Right. Yeah, like There's Dave like, Keckner's on there. It was yeah. four pages, and they said, okay, we're not going to do the first two scenes. We're just doing the one. So it was just a page. And when I tell you it was, I'm thinking maybe three lines, eight words. Right. And I literally left there. I go, I call my agent. like, what was that? I go, they <laughs> clearly have an offer out. Right. They know. Like, even the room was like, we're just going through the motion. Right, right. And the bad part is... The guy before me, you can hear through the door, was messed up. I said, how do you mess up <laughs> three lines? <laughs> like, I literally heard him go, hey, can I start over? Yeah. Went, no way. <laughs> you blew three lines? <laughs> Are you that nervous? You just start slow, bro. It's really weird that you would call Burt Kreischer out like that on our show, man. Like, I can't believe right. it. <laughs> I met Burt on the airplane. He was coming to Cincy. And, uh... I I, did, I I knew him, but I didn't know if he knew me. Mm -hmm. And I thought it'd be awkward if I went up to him. But he definitely came up to me. He's like, yo, Gary, man. I'm playing this man. Like, you do a good bird. And I was As like, he spills yo. his vodka soda on you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was, I, I'm, um, you know, we just started talking. I mean, it was cool because I wanted to say, say something, but I didn't know if he knew me. God, I always feel that's awkward. Com that's another thing. Comics you like to project. You're also like really, it's strange the how small you think you are at times, or like, of course it's cool if you guys say hi to each other. I feel like that's a trait that higher level comics kind of share with that, with people, with each other. And, and that's funny that, uh, I didn't know if have, he knew me. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I always think it's weird when you tell somebody I'm a comic. Cause you, you don't know what their angle is. Right. right? I've got right. somebody, cause if it's a lower end name, if it's, if comics just starting out, the worst is, Hey, watch my stuff. Mm. I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? No. Is LeBron watching tape on a guy at a junior <laughs> college right now? Sure isn't. Right. Hey, LeBron, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I played for U City High School here in St. Louis. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm JB. We watch my tape though. I'm freshman. Right. I'm playing JB. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's on huddle. It's on yeah. huddle. I, I'm sorry if you get this question a lot, but I, I've been very curious about this because you came, you like jumped on the scene and you jumped on the scene at the height of BET's comic view. And I've always been curious as, you know, being a white comedian in the late 90s, jumping on BET comic view, trying to work that room and take us back to that experience. How were you received? Like, and what were your impressions when you were given that opportunity and you took it and ran with it? Well, since we're we're talking about basketball analogies, it was more like like when I got to L.A., uh, I, I waited in line like three, four hours at the comedy store to, to try to become a regular, like the open mic thing. Right. And I did it like two, three times, and then Mitzi Shore finally said, uh, okay, you're going to showcase, let's say, Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Right. So five people showcased, four girls and me, and I was the last one to go up. And the four girls went up, and then I went up last. And when I went up, I only got five minutes. Right. And your whole goal is to make Mitzi laugh or to become a regular. Do you right? have a good Mitzi impression? Uh, no, I don't know her. This, this is where the story gets <laughs> okay, left. Yeah. Rest in peace, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look in the back of the room, and the commissary's not that big, and she's got the four girls and holding court. She's talking to them. But I'm on stage. Wow. I'm still showcasing. I went, mm -hmm. wow. the four girls became paid regulars and I didn't. And and not to sound cocky, but I clearly had the best set. Right. And I had material that was good. It wasn't like it wasn't like hacky material. Right. So I was like, hmm. I said, I will never be back here. I will never to perform. To the comedy store. I will never I'll go back yeah. every now and but I won't go up and, and perform in the in the original room or anything like that. I won't do it. Wow. And um uh but I could go go to the black rooms. Right. So I could get up on the black nights, so to speak. Okay. Because there was Tuesday night guy Tories who some St. Louis had Tuesday. Uh huh. So I would do that and then Mondays was the improv, Sundays was the laugh factory, and then so I would go do all the black rooms and I, I think I was like the since we're talking basketball, I was like a a freshman in high school going to an all black high school, but I was white. Uh huh. But I went up for the basketball team, we're like Okay, that, that white boy's pretty good. You're good. Uh -huh. like, yeah. They're like this. Keep Watch him out around. For him. Right. Keep him He's around. Pretty good. Like yeah. I would get picked up at the basketball game. Would you have? Would you have done it any other way? As far as we have this back and forth, and it's in that we discuss predominantly black rooms and having to work those black rooms, and how that man you get put through the ringer very quickly. Like you're you're gonna find out right away whether or not you have the chops to be able yeah. to make this work. Like, do you? Would you have it any other way? Would, are you happy that? Having gone through the route that you did, especially working black rooms, it ultimately made you a better comedian. Do you, do you see it that way, or you just figured your material was going to work one way or the other? Well, when I started, you know, um, I didn't. I just want to get on stage. I would right. do like I would make my own rooms. I would go up on. Right. There was, there was a Wednesday night that they had karaoke, and instead of doing karaoke, I would tell jokes at okay. El Torito's in San Diego. <laughs> okay. Like, and they knew, like, when I walked in, it was like, oh, that's he ain't going to tell jokes. He, he ain't singing a song. He's going to tell jokes. <laughs> right. And they kind of waited. It, after about a month, people started to be like, okay, watch. Watch this guy. Okay. That's like the ultimate, too. That's like doing push-ups with, like, 245-pound weights on your back, too. Because it's like, it's not just a regular push-up. Push-up. At, at a karaoke bar, though? I <laughs> yeah. mean, like, seriously. Like, Talk about an uncaptive audience. They don't give a shit yeah. about you. They're there to sing Journey because they're cutting steam right. off. Karen and accounting screaming at them. Like that's but I had, I, I couldn't get on stage. Yeah. I couldn't find rooms in San Diego. Wow. So I, I would just make them. There was a nightclub called Mr. O's. And uh, all the clubs closed at 2 o'clock in San Diego. Mr. O's, they opened at 4. And why they were taking the liquor because the liquor got serving at 2. You got to take all the. I would go up. And start bagging on people from like wow. two to two fifteen, and tell jokes in the middle of the dance floor. So when people were getting their drinks taken away, and some people would leave, but then you had people coming from other clubs to still party. Right. Um, I would just tell jokes for about 10, 15 minutes. That's and a, that's how that's I crazy. cut my teeth. I wasn't really doing comedy clubs. I was just trying to find microphones, Chaos. yeah, and right. stages that I could get up. You know? Yeah. And then they started paying me fifty bucks. I thought I was rich. Right. Mr. I was giving me fifty bucks. They was like, dude, I'm yeah. like, dude, this is it. This is where it's at. Mom, dad, I made it. Yeah. I'd stay at Mr. O's till four. And then I remember I was on a flag football team and sometimes our games would be at eight. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm in full peak condition right now, coach. Doing the Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> it's not gonna work out. So okay, so today in uh, at this point in your career, doing theaters, headlining uh at uh, helium all weekend here you guys need to go see him this weekend as you listen uh 
as far as your act or just how how a, a set goes for you, are you still working with the? Uh, with, I mean, I guess just keeping it high level crowd work. Do you get do you get into that, or you go strictly with like, hey, this is a rehearsed act. But I'm going to hit the beats and I'm going to knock it out. Is it is it a little more free form at times still? Oh, yeah, comedy clubs, you have to. I mean, I always like, see, you know, you might see somebody in the front or something, mess with them. It's it's show by show. I've, it's I've, show by show. I've, it's weird thinking about this. There was a story uh, told to me that uh, a comic was on the other side of a room in New York in like the night in the late '90s, and George Carlin was on the other side, like rehearsing his act like it was a play, like it was like that, like that's what he would do. Like so, oh, sometimes wow. that's uh, it's interesting to no, hear I'm, that how it works. Like, no, that's I'm, not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm more eating, jazz, right? No. <laughs> more I'm improvisational. Like, yeah. I'm eating food. Like they're saying Gary O, and I'm I'm like this at my like, okay, what do we All have right, here? Cool. Yeah. It is. It but is. only only stipulations I ever give my openers is I say. Unless somebody heckles, leave the crowd alone. I was like, because I don't know if I want to mess with them. Right. And there's nothing worse than I've had, and that's why a lot of times I bring my own openers now. There's nothing worse than, I mean, there's a lot of things worse, but yeah. an opener <laughs> that literally goes down the line, everybody in the front row, and doesn't really say anything funny, but just he gets all the information out. So uh, then it's, it, the spontaneity's gone when right. I get on stage. Like, what do you do? Where are you from? Or how long have you been dating? Is this your wife? <laughs> right. You've already got it. And you didn't say anything funny about right, it. Right, right. You just got the information out. I'm like, right. yes. Dude, you went down the whole first row, though? <laughs> like 20 people? <laughs> like, bro. Yeah, you only had 20 minutes. As I said, I said, dude, I got to be out there an hour. You got 20. Leave the crowd alone. Unless you're getting heckled. I get right. it. Yeah. But leave the crowd alone, man. Tell us about your feature you brought with us. Brought with us. Brought oh, with I, you. Got a, I got a little Asian dude. <laughs> Say M comedy. Say M. The, Say evil, M. the evil smile on your face right now like tells me like either the joke's on him he's or the new. crowd. Like is this He's new. He's yeah. only, I mean he's worked with me for a couple years, but he he was he was hosting for a while right. and he wasn't ready. But yeah. he's, I, I feel like he's ready now, so and it's so funny, he gets so nervous still. <laughs> and I'm like, say, just have fun, man. Yeah. And, I, and I always this is what I always say, I go. Hey, did you hear about what happened to the feature last week? He goes, no. I go, exactly. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I hate to sound harsh, but nobody gives a fuck about the feature. Right. If if the headliner sucks, then people want their money back. Yes. If the feature right. sucks and the headliner's fine, nobody cares. Nobody Whatever. Cares. That's, that's why I, I go, say the pressure is off. That's a good yeah. point. And you know what? I think I just real. Uh, I think Duke Taylor's opening for you tonight. He's very funny, too. He's the host? I believe so. Yeah. yeah, he's doing a. Well, he's getting paid to be the host. I don't know what yeah. he's doing. All that say he's getting the feature money. We get, we, that's what I know. Right. Yeah. Say he's getting the feature money. And then, and then here's where we work a plug in too. Duke Taylor could be seen June second at our show. You guys check out tickets. WeAreLiveRadio.com. Ian Bag, Jonathan Kite, six local comics and uh, music podcast, all that good stuff. Send up on Shaw June second. See how I weave that in seamlessly. Like so a, uh, Duke Taylor's from St. Louis? Yeah. 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 I believe I'm gonna feel really embarrassed if he's not, but oh. I believe he's opening for you. Okay. So yeah, I just thought about it. I know they that. gotta have a host. They gotta have a host. So <laughs> yeah, have clear to. the host. Uh as far as uh at this point in your career, as you're auditioning, you're out on the road all the time, uh, what do you wanna continue to just barrel into? I mean, is it bigger stand up shows? Is it more specials? Are you wanting to do more movies, TV? What are you wanting yeah, to I, I, advance yeah, into? I definitely want more movies. Um, that movie money long, I hear. That's long. Well, it's a gift that keeps giving. Movie and TV, if you get on a syndicated show. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. I've done, I did, I did a few episodes of Wayans Brothers. Yeah. I was on House of Pain for a season. So that when the residual checks come in, you're like, oh, but I don't live my life off TV and film money. No. My, right. my whole lifestyle is based off my stand-up. Right. Whenever I get like a residual check, I'm like, whoa, that that's a shock. And I'm still, sometimes I have to tell myself, wow, there's actors out there waiting on residual checks to pay their rent. Yeah. Like struggling. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, I can't. You, cause you, I can't you fathom it. See it and go get it every Like you be calling your agent. Like, yo, when's, when's that coming in? I just wow. saw it air on TBS. <laughs> Oh, when is that check coming? Wow. You know right. what I mean? You're like, I, I couldn't even fathom that, you know? But yeah, I mean, like I said, I just, I just want to stay working. And I'm, I'm lucky enough that I, I have been working consistently the last couple of years. Um, you know, I've, I don't think I've gone a couple of months without doing some kind of TV or, or film appearance. So, you know, we're right, writing my book right now. Um, so that's, 
I mean, that's. I'm about to say how you gotta that? You got to fill us in on that. I'm about to say that's a lot. That, I, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's a it's, process. It's a. It's a. It's dark. It's not like a people are. It, and we're gonna be. It's gonna be funny. Right. The good but thing is dark. with comedians when you sell a book, you guys are entertaining, and you like listen. You have a captive audience. Even if you think we're dickheads here, you're gonna bring it right in yeah. the interview. Book sales. It is so fucking transparent. Whenever these people, like who is it? Call me out. Pushing his book right now. It's a good book. Chris. The guy, yeah, relax. I'm sure it's a good. They, they do this this bullshit where they try and stir up controversy. Just comics lives are so interesting to hear about anyway, mm -hmm. and then just everything that you've done. That has to be. Is that exciting to you? Scary to you in a way? Because if you're saying it's dark, it's got to be pretty fucking dark. It's dark. I because I never thought I was that comic. I never thought I was. You always hear comedy comes from pain. I was like, no, it don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went, oh, well, what happened was we had. We had a couple things happen. My my brother passed away of a heroin overdose. He mm. thought he was shooting up heroin, but there was fentanyl in it. Jeez. So he died. Mm. And then and he was the one I was close with. I, when was I this? got two brothers. May twentieth, twenty fifteen, he died. Sorry. Okay. So when he died, you start to look at yourself like, hmm. Now my other brother is getting sentenced May eighth. He's going to prison oh, wow. for selling and using heroin and fentanyl. Wow. So what got me was still in Ohio. He was, yeah, yeah. I said. God dang, he was selling the shit that killed our other brother. He was selling fentanyl. So, and then you, and I'm the one ostracized from the family. Like, my mom like they think doesn't talk to me. My, because I got a stepdad and he's like, he's like a Hitler, but he's got a, uh, he's got a followers of four. Oh, And it's right. that family. Yeah, I see. And the one that didn't bite in was the brother that died. So me and him were close. Right. So when that happened, I go, okay, I got two brothers that are drug addicts, heroin addicts. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. So why didn't I go there? So I had to really look into myself. You wow. know what I mean? So that the book's going to be d dealing into that. That's a lot to unpack, man. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. So do you? Do you? Are you going to? I mean, obviously, you can encompass a lot of your life with that. I mean, does it? Are you planning on getting into road stories? Are you planning on getting into? I mean, are you going to dish on? Maybe some rivalries you've had. I mean, we got. Oh yeah, yeah. That goes. It all. It all coincides. Yeah. Like, why did I? Why did I go the black route? Right. And right. why have I have have the black community accepted me so much? And it, I think a lot of it is um, the white men in my life were the were the fucked up individuals. Interesting. My my dad went around. My stepdad was abusive. I go and you know the all the black guys I ran into was cool. Right. You know, my first soccer coach when I was six years old was Mr. Limus. I was, I was like, dude, I love Mr. Limus. That's and, awesome. And his son was Tyrone. Tyrone Limus with the big afro. Everyone to hang out with Tyrone. Everyone to hang out at the Limus' house. Like, dude, let's I go like Limus'. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the first black guy. And then my, my first babysitter was a, a black dude named Sonny. And my mom worked with him. And my mom had when she was a teenager. So my mom worked in a factory. So whenever my mom would want to go out, I go over Sonny's house, and Sonny had nothing but girls, so it was like all these little black girls and me. That's and then I remember they were so nice to me. Like I remember we were eating dinner one night, and they had liver—I'll never forget it—liver, disgusting lima beans. And I was like, I don't want—I don't really like that. Like I was like, I don't really like that. And they was like, I remember they was like, Daddy, he don't like liver. Daddy, he don't like liver. And they go, Well, get him something else. And I was like, What? I had never. In my house, it was, this is what's it. This is dinner and tonight. It, That's a wrap. That's it. And you couldn't get up till you got done eating. Because I used to, my mom used to make, I don't know why, but I made liver. I hadn't had liver since I was like 10. <laughs> right. Liver's the worst. Yeah. I would take the cream corn and cover the liver and then literally try to dilute the liver taste with the cream corn taste. And then I eat with my, I put my pan on my nose. <laughs> put my finger on your nose. like, oh. And try to just swallow it whole. Oh. But Sonny wouldn't make me eat. And then there was a pool in the apartment building where Sonny, um, where Sonny lived. And I remember I just jumped in and started swimming. I'm like five or six. And I remember his daughter's like, dang, daddy. Gary swim good. Dang, daddy. Gary swim good. And I was like this. You guys can't swim? Yeah. And yeah. I was like the man at this pool <laughs> with all these black people. Right. Yo, yeah. come on. Cannonball. They black ass on the sideline. What the hell is he? Travis, you you'd think still he be is? looking at him like would, you can that swim. That is impressive. No, I would have said the exact same thing. <laughs> but even even like even my my coach, my coaches in high school was uh, uh, a black a black guy, and like he just he he looked out for me, and noticed me. It, I, I mean, the book is it's going to dive into all that, but it's really about how. You can come out of a dark situation if if you um, 
it's more like a, a thing for society. And you just have to look out for kids just because right. they're, they're, you know, they're lashing out at school. Right. Don't just think it's a bad kid. Find out why they're lashing out. And I was lucky enough that I gravitated towards the right people growing up. I never gravitated towards the 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 people in the trailer park or the people right. doing drugs or skipping school. I gravitated. I wanted to be around, you know, the 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 kids doing their homework and right. the athletes and stuff. So when did you realize, like, okay, I, I got this comedy gene. I have this. I, I want to express myself comedically. When did you realize that? Okay, I'm going to jump into stand up. Because going through that type of ordeal, the type of upbringing, I, I wouldn't immediately think that stand-up would have been the first thing. Oh, no, I knew it. Really? How, how? I, I remember my junior year, they came in and said, we got to take the ACT and SAT. And people will tell you, I said, I'm going to be a stand-up. I don't need this. I literally, I used to wow. tell girls they should date me. Because I was like, I'm going to be famous, so you should. That's and I, I used to tell, and girls have sent me messages on Facebook like, dang, you called it. <laughs> I literally be looking at girls like this. I'm telling you, all right, that's fine. Which and then is, we had like a quarterback, our quarterback in high school. Name was Wentz Morris. He ended up going to Miami of Ohio. I remember we was at some party in the summer, and this girl was talking to Wentz Wentz. Are you going to forget about us when you get big and famous and you're in the NFL? And I was like, I'm going to be big and famous. <laughs> like, I literally butted in, tried to cock block a little bit. Excuse what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. I'm going to be rich and famous. Right. Wentz going to Miami of Ohio. Right. right. <laughs> there was no Ben Roth. He's going to be a high school coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope you enjoy JV coaching. Right. But I literally, it was, it was, it was in my jeans. I ran away one time, and uh, it, it, it's gonna be in the book. I ran away one time when um, I was a junior in high school, and I told my buddy, I said, "Take me to the bus station." He goes, "What?" I go, "I'm gonna catch a bus to L.A. I'll make it." I go, "I'm funny. I'll make it." And he was like, "All right." So we go to the bus station. We had 13 bucks. I can get to Louisville. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. They don't ever show this in a movie. Grand, expensive. Right. Yeah, 13 bucks yeah. in 1990. Yeah, that's not. They was like work. Cincinnati. Like you can get to Louisville. You right. got an ID? Uh uh. You don't have an ID? Nope. I do. I'm 16. Oh, that's when you can get away with that more, But a too, lot of man. comedians will even kill for that type of confidence for you to be at that age and say, I'm not only going to be famous, but I'm ready to jump on a bus and go to Los Angeles. Do you? I always why knew. do you have that I, level I of confidence watch, so young? I would watch stand-up on TV and be like, I'm funnier than him. Wow. Like, I would watch, <laughs> and I had never been on stage. Right, yeah. I'd be like, I'm funny. And I know it sounds so cocky, but it was in my brain. Like, I remember when I knew I had it and I knew I could do it was, remember I've fallen and I can't get up was the commercial. Yeah, I've fallen that, and I can't get yeah. up. I wrote a joke about it in my brain. I wrote the joke. Right. And then I saw somebody on TV do it verbatim. And I was like, it was like the light came on. I go, holy shit, I got it. <laughs> right. That guy just told my joke. It's validation. Right. Like yeah. nobody knew he told my joke, but I knew he told right. my joke. And I go, it's verbatim what I said about the commercial. Wow. Right. And I was like this, I got it. <laughs> I, I got it, it man. <laughs> and I would have delivered it better. <laughs> well, that's that mindset or behavior is why you're where you're at and why you've had that success. It is weird how we look at that though, because if a kid came up now and said similar things to you, you'd be like, okay. Yeah. But right? I eat it up if a kid said, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be huge. Like <laughs> not, go, not it's you? different when you're loud and obnoxious about right. it. Right. Oh, be the funny motherfucking right. If a guy just goes, No, I'm I'm gonna be big. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you, I'm gonna pretty, do stand up and I got dope. it. <laughs> I would almost, I'd look into him like this. It's almost like one of the coolest interactions I've ever had with a fan was at a, like a footlocker in a mall. This 14 year old kid came up to me and I'm looking at shoes and he goes, What's up, Gary? And he's, he never looks at me. Like, right. We're, we're, we're sitting, we're looking at shoes. What's up, Gary? And I look over, I go, What's up? Then he starts talking about the shoes, right? And he goes, Yeah, you like these? I go, I don't know. I'm just kind of looking. So he started explaining shoes to me. And then he goes, Yeah, man. Um, hey, you think, you didn't get a picture, you know, but he, the way he did it, did it I was like, I wanted a picture with him because <laughs> he was so smooth. <laughs> like, he just came in. What's up, Gary? Because yeah. normally you're at the mall, people go crazy. Right. Oh, my man. Oh, 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 okay, come in. Come in the store. Oh, we got some that Hollywood's here. You know, he was just so smooth. And then his mom showed up and he, his mom walked over and he goes, hey, it's my mom. And I, I was talk, talking to her, and I'm happily married, but mom was hot. I was like, dude, this family is amazing. Got it right now. You got the coolest kid with the hottest mom. That's cool, a, smooth that's as shit. a rewarding uh, <laughs> interaction as compared to what it can be. Right. What's the, do you have a, a, a trigger? Is there a, hey, big man, where you know you're about to get annoyed by somebody? I don't, is I don't, there a, a typical? I don't, 
I don't look or respond unless you say my name. <laughs> if you just say comedian, I'm nothing. You're not coming to see me. Yeah. I, I, everything's ticket sales for me. <laughs> right. It's like if you say Gary I like Owen, I might you. look I like and then that. I'll say what's up. But if you're a comedian, funny dude, a funny man, I'm like this. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not, I don't even look back. I, go yeah, I got like, fake phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they came out with these. You can put those in now. These oh, those are dilute everything. Man. Man. These, these earbuds. Just quick point to the earbud. Yeah. So I only act like I'm yeah. I just start singing a song. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Is he listening to Tiffany? <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. It has been a um, what I have called uh, perhaps one of the toughest weeks in uh, black history <laughs> this week, uh, especially on Twitter for obvious reasons. Are you uh, allowed into black Twitter? No, here's the thing. I was going to lead into that. I got a whole my next 10 minutes on black Twitter. I'm about to say, because you, you know he won't, black he won't Twitter. You me. know the craziness that it can can ensue. Because there was a moment. I, there was oh, they the, came after you. After the, the Monique yeah, video. because there was the, was it the cookout? Sorry, because they were I'm, coming I'm up, jumbling this up. Well, they were, essentially, there was this hashtag people invited to the, the cookout, which this is in pretend cookout where yeah. people who are not black can be invited to. Uh, and so some, did, did your name come up as far I as I invited up? Adele. Ah, that's right. And, and they were they, like, you can't be inviting nobody. You invited. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's not a real cookout, guys. <laughs> right, people yeah. had to remind me, guys, this cookout's not actually taking place anywhere. Well, and then I, I, was, I was ostracized from the cookout <laughs> when I said something about cookout. Monique. Mm. And then they said, you're not invited to the cookout. And then, uh, <laughs> what else? Some They came after me recently. Um, what I do recently? Oh, me and Michael Blackson had a fake beef on Instagram. Right. Completely fake. <laughs> I, I always say Instagram is uh, it's in living color to me. Yes. It's sketch shows. It yeah. should be. 60 second sketches. Yes. And the fact that people take some of this stuff serious, like me and my black, Michael Blackson was texting each other, telling each other what to say with the beef. You know what I mean? I said, call right. me a colonizer. Right. And he said, call me a colonizer. And I was like, yes, go ahead. And I love when people are like, Michael Blackson's killing you. I go, yeah. what's my joke? He's using my joke. I'm, right. I'm cool it's with it. a strange it. sensation. No, you're like, I, I'm killing and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, oh. right. Everybody likes a good beef. And uh, so I said, you know, I, I, I went on The Breakfast Club and I dressed as Takashi 69 that rapper. Right. And then me and Michael Blackson went back and forth. But what people got upset, not a lot, a few people got upset, was when me and my wife did, uh, Michael Blackson said, I bet you won't say the N-word. Right. So I got my wife to say it for me. <laughs> right. So she said it when I couldn't say it. And people like, like they were like, you you your bed wench and this is slave mentality. Oh, I go, wow. let's uh, let's bring it down a little bit. That's right. what I'm saying. You're then I said, did you get mad at Chappelle right. when he did the right. KKK right. sketch? No. Why? Because it was a goddamn sketch. Okay. Yeah. It's not a real person. It's the, it's, it's the weirdest thing because you've been, you've been in the game for a while. Is it weird watching this world just all of a sudden? Like, you knew your fans were out there. You knew the audience was out there. But to see them immediately react to almost anything that you do even if you're just eating breakfast and you post it on instagram it gets so much attention are you surprised like you're in an industry that now the fans are almost in your face every second of the day and fans are great it's the angry ones that get Uh, me yes like you get on social media to be and if you look if you really look at people to get mad at something you do or say on social media they're mad at everything they hate their life they hate it they're dealing with some shit but i I, and i said i said you we always say there's 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 definitely there's racist people in every race but the racist white people are the ones that get the press right but what i've found through social media is and going to people's pages is people try to say they're they're pro-black but what they really are, they're anti everything but black, mm. and they're anti black people to like white stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, you, you're black, and you have to like only black stuff. Right. And they get mad at black people for that. And I'm like, I got so that, that for that's like a just, new girl. That's racist. Black put almost got rid of me. Yeah. That's no, like, you know like I mean? Zoe Deschanel? What the hell is wrong with you, Terrell? Well, that's not a that's not a, a way to live either. Like that's well, they, not that's what, not sustainable. What was what got me was when I did a video talking about the fake woke black Twitter. Right. Right. Erica Badu made a comment on my page said, love you, Gary. Mm-hmm. Right? People got mad at Erica. Oh, oh. she's been, she been changing for a while. Oh, <laughs> she's been changing for a while. She's been on her Erica way out Badu. for a minute. I she saw this coming. Yeah. Right? I saw this Erica coming Badu, really? Really? Right. Really, Erica, Erica Badu? Badu. Yeah. What are you talking about? Come on about? Now. So, 
you're again. She literally hosts you, the Soul Train Music Awards. <laughs> right. She's Erica Badu. She's Erica Badu. She's great. Are you at the level where there's some weirdness with uh, the general public? Like, I, I get it. Like, you can have people that are huge. People don't bug them. Like, there's a weird energy between. Like, John Hams from here, he can walk in through St. Louis. People will say hey to him. I don't think people are going to be too weird to him. Mm-hmm. Do you have that type of appeal to certain folks, whether it's <coughs> teenagers or something? Do you deal with that ever? Do you deal with any? Stuff that you would say, like, this is fucking weird. Like, do you I mean, there's been that? times. Yeah. It's not like it's everywhere. Right. But, I mean, there's been times it's like, um, I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> or the phones immediately come out. I go, I, I just walked away. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and T.I.'s wife made a great comment on social media. And I, I didn't think about it. But she posted a picture, and she was with some friends. And she was like, had a great time last night at this club in Atlanta. And this girl makes a comment on her page, said... I, I I liked your music. I love you and T.I. and blah, blah, blah. They go, but you were so mean last night. I'm no longer a fan because oh, you wouldn't let me get a picture. Off. And your security was assholes. Her response was great. She goes, she goes, I I appreciate you. She goes, but if I get a picture with you, yep. then I got a picture with everybody, everybody. And then I'm not having a good time. Right. She goes, and in another circumstance, I would be happy to take a picture with right. you. Just in the setting last night, it wasn't conducive. I was like... Yeah, that is true. Because if you if I do go out to a nightclub or anything social, yeah, the first picture the floodgates are open. Yeah, and then I've had people sit in my booth at a restaurant, and I'm eating with like I'm one time I was with my daughter, I was eating with her. Mm. This lady literally got in the booth, no and I way. looked at her and I went, "I'm I'm eating." She goes, "You know this comes with it." No, and then her phone didn't work. No, and then her phone died. No. She's trying to get another phone, mm. and we had to leave. We just got them left. I said, "We gotta go somewhere else." That's. See now that would see that would be the part that would sort of kind of set me off We've because the yeah. not, no line is worse than this is what you signed up for right. like that would probably make me lose it. I, One of I the would, best responses I ever seen was Deion Sanders. I feel like I'm name dropping, but he came to Cincinnati. Um, Ravens are playing the Bengals, uh-huh. and I went out to eat, and there was like eight eight Ravens with us, right. Baltimore Ravens, and this guy comes up to Dion. And he goes, Dion, baby. He goes, I, I don't want to interrupt you, man. He goes, but I always told my mom, if I ever seen you, I got to get a picture with you, man. For my mom, I got to get a picture. Dion, and, and the guy's voice, like, that's how the guy approached him. It's like, dude, he just became Jay Farrell, Dion Sanders. <laughs> he goes, hey, brother, I appreciate you. I do, man, but I do not take pictures when I'm eating. But I do appreciate you, and I appreciate your mom. Dude goes, that's real. That's real. And walked away. <laughs> and that- so the guy goes... One of the guys goes, hey, man, why don't you take a picture with him? And Dion goes, that guy feels good about not getting that picture right now. And I was like, the way he was bonded? He's a prophet. Oh, my God. I go, now I get it. I get the yeah. charismatic stuff. I get all over the place. Yeah. You man, I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> but I do not take pictures when I'm eating. That's real? That's real? And he, like, faded away, though. He, just, like, right. he got smaller. <laughs> That's real? I go, did he just disappear? <laughs> Like he just like it's like the guy who tames a wild wolf and is right. like, "What did you just do? Like, <laughs> right. what, what is that? That was crazy." <laughs> That's it. and people get aggressive in those situations too. We've been there. T- remember the thing with Corolla? You get people like they'll push you out of the way. They'll get. Out, we we did this thing where, uh, but if uh, a show with him, right? And you've got a bunch of people wanting pictures. They will shove your mom out of the way and ask her to to take a picture mm-hmm. of that. So. I think we need more of a Deion Sanders style that is in our life, man. Thing. But you know who's unassuming? A, a good friend of mine is Ken Griffey Jr. And when we go out... I'm sorry, repeat what you just I said. I don't know who. who who's no, no, re- repeat who, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, no, no, repeat the sentence you just said. Good friend of mine is Ken mm-hmm. Griffey Jr. God damn, that's so dope. That so dope, when we go out, it's funny, man. He don't travel with nobody. He ain't got no security. That's what I was going to... Yeah. He is unassuming. Yeah. And like literally he'll be at a restaurant and people be like, that can't be him. We went to a pizza spot in Orlando one time, right? And we walked in, and they <laughs> never forget, they set us in the middle. There was like his kids and my kids was there, right? So there was like eight of us. Right. They set us big in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> and right when people was like, <laughs> the, the owner came, like uh, summoned us. We yeah. went to some room that was off the grid. Yeah. Like we went back through a kitchen, down a hallway, and all of a sudden we was in this like godfather room. Right? But the, I was like this. The fact that and the, the owner could apologize. Well coming though. Right. But the yeah. owner goes, sorry, she didn't know. She didn't, like the owner literally uh, went to the, the 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 front, the girl that was the hostess, he was yeah. she didn't know. Almost an apology. But it was funny because I was like, even I was like, this is not gonna work out right before this right. pizza gets here. Because yeah. they could you could see like it was starting to come, right? You know what I mean? Wow. The mob kind of just foaming. But a every time more, like every bit. 
we just he just he just hangs out. And he it, don't travel. Well, how does that work for you? Because I, I feel like your wife doesn't play, and I feel like like does she does she have ground rules for you? like when fans are out in public and they're coming up to you when you're doing your family thing? Like no. how, how how is she adjusted to handling people coming up to you? Well, she she knows that sometimes it's not their fault either. They just they've never seen a celebrity. Okay. And, you know we live in Ohio, and right. sometimes you're in these places where they just haven't run. Like if I go into Taco Bell right now, and there's a bunch of black kids in there and they go nuts. Like that's like, they're like, Whoa, I didn't think anybody's going to walk into Taco Bell. Right. At one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> well, then also too, you're not at the mall. You're not, you're in fucking Taco Bell. They're not at the comedy club right. to see you. They're like, sometimes it's shocked. What, what's so. happened? Like the situation is almost not traumatic, but almost like something in its own. And too. they're like, it's an opportunity. Like they're not going to believe we're in social right. media. They're not going to believe I just got a picture with him. What about the kids? Are the kids, uh, the, they, oh, Father, yeah, well, we had the reality show, so they're right, they're used to right. it. So they're just they're wow, that's good. They're already yeah. adjusted to the. They're not even they're not even <laughs> tripping. We don't have to keep you here a ton longer, but if you're going to bring up a reality show, what man, worth worth your time and money? I mean, yeah, the the scale. Of- I would do it again in a minute because you know it's 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 on you. Yeah, it's uh, right. I was executive producer. They couldn't make me say anything I didn't want to say. Right. Um. But they're they're goddamn dog whispers. They they mind fuck you because my wife was like they're not coming in our bedroom and they're not coming. My, my wife's closet is the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, There's, you can't see the floor. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like it. Like I'm like, how did this happen? It looks like a hurricane just hit her closet, ting, and then left. You can't open the door. Like you gotta you gotta step over shit. You know you can get if somebody wanted to rob our house, you can get lost. Like in her. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. I was like, there's no, if we had like a stash of money or drugs, just put them in your closet. They'll right. never find it. Nobody's taking it. They the would time never to do find that. it in the yeah. Aldo shoebox, right. all that cocaine. <laughs> never. You know what I mean? But, yes. but yeah, but that's why I said it. But they, they were in our bedroom, they were in her closet. I wow. go, how'd you guys do that? But like I said, they can't do any, you can't do anything. Nothing can come out of your mouth that you don't want to come out of your mouth. Yeah, that's true. That's a good, so when people talk about reality shows, because it was funny, people are like, you can do a reality show, it breaks up marriages. I said, oh, I thought it made people multimillionaires. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh, they get to go to Bora Bora. Uh, why, didn't you, why didn't you yeah. bring up that <laughs> right. part of it? He's the mortgage. In oh, those, I'm sorry. Those two car notes <laughs> are in the garage. It breaks up marriages. <laughs> I go, oh, maybe I'm multimillionaires. <laughs> That's, that's the angle I was looking. Stone is not having enough square footage. Right. Yeah, like that, <laughs> right. That's that's an issue. We'll we'll trade for one another. So, all right. So, what do we need to look out for? When's the book coming out, man? I don't know. I, it's got to be right. You know, it's got yeah. it's got to be right. It, or the Will goal. We have a ghostwriter or at least somebody. That yeah, you yeah, yell yeah, at yeah. Type, no, we're, I'm writing it with. I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. And it's not even ghostwriter. I'm writing it with Rick Rick Buecher, who's who's an NBA writer. Really? This you is, know who Rick is? Yes, that is awesome. That's who I'm writing it with because he wrote Yao Ming's book and he's wrote he's wrote a couple books. Buecher, that is and a, nice. This should be. Rick, is but he he's from Cincy. Well, he's a Cincy kid. Oh, I didn't realize and, that. Yeah, and he's got a he's got a. Uh, it's not my place to say, but he's got a hell of a backstory too. So we related on a lot of things. Okay, like mine was a little dark, a lot darker. Right. But he got oh, the mentality. On, yeah, I know who Rick Buecher is. Yeah, that's yeah. who I'm writing it with. You guys look like your cousins. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but he's been on, he's been on TV. He does everything. Yeah, he used to be yeah. an NBA analyst, yeah. and now he's strictly in in the Bay Area. But when we have our podcast, you know, I got my podcast is um, hashtag Get Some. Gary won't get some. <laughs> But it's under Rick's umbrella, so we've been friends for about eight years. Does he, awesome. have, does he have a network? I mean, how does United uh, We Cast yeah. is the network? Very nice. Um, so uh, I met, you know, I was meeting with all these different writers because I felt like it was it was time to write the book. I was ready. I was over the the grieving process of my brother, right. and it went from me saying trying to help like drug addicts after my brother passed away to the, what gave me the epiphany of the book is my story isn't about drugs it's about childhood trauma right. and how you can come out of it right you know and it's so, so important too yeah i mean oh my god it, it's 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 all because you don't realize a lot of these like kids don't have a chance you they really don't, don't. The, think about the shithead kids when you're element like think about like I, I had a great upbringing my parents are amazing all this stuff but you get in fights at school or something right and then you're like why was that one kid always the one getting into fistfights with kids? You know what I mean? Like yeah. we had a, a good school we went to, but then you start realizing as you get a little older, like he probably got tuned up every day he went home mm-hmm. or maybe he didn't eat dinner the night before or something yeah. like that. Like it's pretty messed up. And it's uh, anytime you can help people by having a unique story and a platform like yours, mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic idea. I mean, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 it's self-therapy when we're writing it. It you is. You know, because you're kind of like, I, I almost look at it like God. 
how did this guy make it? Wait a minute, I'm talking about myself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you realize like the there's a there's a level of thinking and St. Louis is really similar to Cincinnati Midwest. It, is, for sure. it really is. Where it's you know, if you guys read the book um Hillbilly Elegy by JD Vance. No. I would recommend it. Okay. It it breaks down the psyche of it, it talks about how basically how, it's not how Trump it, nothing to do with Trump. Right. But it breaks in the psyche of Trump knew how to tap into broke yeah, white people. Yeah, right. Because right. we're the most pessimistic white people are the most pessimistic people, the broke ones. <laughs> right. Slash like there's no joy. optimism too. <laughs> yeah. Like all Lottery. Like, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be a millionaire yeah. someday. Right. Yeah. But it's 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 there's no happiness in right. their lives where even broke black people have church and music. True. And and Latinos have family. Right. Everybody got mm. on Reggie White. Remember when he talked about, about different races when he went and stuff the, like yeah. that? Have you heard that? But it, it makes it, sense. It totally makes and sense. And people are like, it's how just, can he say that? I go, what are you talking about? It, <laughs> and we get, that's the thing you get condemned. We're simple creatures and you can break it down sometimes. Right. Yeah, it, and it, 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 so, well, I mean, the, uh, I mean, I don't know. The, the goal, the goal is for the book to be out December and January. Okay. Around that time. Okay. And it could be a little later, but not much. Right. A year from now, the book will be out. That's what I'll say. That's, that's, that's Within the year. Well, somebody like yourself that's out on the road, too, that helps like everything that you do feeds back into its own marketing lane or mm -hmm. something like that. You're out talking to media, all these things. You don't even have to do a specific press tour. You're out touring anyway. Oh, buy my book while you're at yeah. it, too. That's, uh, that's unique. It's a yeah. good place to be. Yeah, the, I mean... The, Book's gonna be. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's dark, man. There's some. There's some shit. Well, then you option it to a movie. Could that, that's happened to JD Vance that Hillbilly Elegy, which I recommend. Okay. Um, Ron Howard saw it. He read the book and he's making the movie out of it. Oh boy. You know what I mean? And it, it's he just breaks down that mentality of it's just it's a cycle, man. Thank God I got out of it. Thank and that, that's why I tell people too, man. When you got kids, man, and I understand some people are financially strapped. You gotta travel. Oh, even, even if you get in a car and go an Drive. hour up the street, you got to let your kids know they get right. stuck in that that small town mentality, or even the city. Yes, they think that's still, and they you can't have an open conversation with them. Because yeah, I always I, find I that kids that travel, you yeah. can talk to them. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? Well, you're they, forced I, I, to to have those interactions with people that maybe you don't see. You don't have those things that a ten year old being like, "There's a black person." Or, right or opposite, you know, like mom, there's white people here or something. Yeah. but well, I you know, mix it up. I mean, yeah, I think for me living in North City, St. Louis, so like when we played junior football and we had the opportunity to travel to Florida for tournaments, like that opened up an entire world to me because a lot of these kids and like myself was like, ain't nothing outside of St. Louis that that I need to see. Right. Right. You go out, south, and then you grow, you leave St. Louis, right. or you leave wherever you're from, and you're just like, oh, okay, this is. This is something I. This is okay. This is different. You know how mortifying it yeah. was to run into an all-black team in an AAU tournament in third grade. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and you, by the time you're in fifth grade, it's like, yeah, whatever. It's what you, what you do. But it's funny; those first interactions are super important. Yeah. But then when and you the get to talk to those, them, oh, we're all doing the same like, damn oh thing. Oh my god! Yeah, you know what I mean. I just realize it. <sighs> so it's we're not. That's the thing. People always say, you know, they're. We always say because you're different. I mean, you're you're judging people. I always say I right. see race. I'm not going to judge you because of it. Right. And we are different. Doesn't mean we're better or worse. But we're, we're freaking we're different. different. Right. What the hell's wrong with that? Right. <laughs> That's, you don't want you don't want everybody being the same. <laughs> right. And my wife spends a lot of money. I don't. But <laughs> it's like. It, but it balances out. It balances out. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she, she, she really helped me realize. You know, you're not enjoying life if because when we we went on two vacations growing up. Both times we drove to Cocoa Beach, Florida. Okay, and <laughs> Destin. Talk yeah, about a long ass drive with no air conditioning. Oh, good God. oh my God. We was in we was in that the the bootleg version of the Chevy Chase vacation station wagon. <laughs> I was like, oh right. my god, real tomato well, ketchup bedding. So that's grip. That's a so much. so that that was the only time I left Ohio. Really, was the two trips to Cocoa Beach. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're running into your neighbors from Ohio. Like you guys are down here too. Like I thought we'd see something new or different. Yeah, yeah. But it just and it but even this to drive down there and interacting with people, you're like this. Oh, not that. Not that different, really. You no, know what I mean? No. <laughs> Not that different. Trust me, when I, when I showed up in Atlanta for the first time, I was a kid, I was like, oh, y'all just, 
That's just the more hood St. Louis. I, <laughs> I like this place. I, I see why so many try, people come here. Try being 17, joining the military, and getting stationed in D.C., Ooh. and knowing in the back of your brain, just like I I knew I was going to be a stand-up, I knew I liked black girls. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. I went to the first time I went to a nightclub. I lost my shit. I was looking around, and my wife was like, yo, like four black girls just walked in. <laughs> Like, I couldn't take my eyes off of them. They were at the bar. I was, like, in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) My God, we've done it. Oh, my God. I have found heaven. Take me now, Lord. He's the old prospector. Yo, I got the Chocolate City. Fuck you. Especially D.C. Good Lord. D.C. got employed black women. Like yes. professionals, yes. career lawyers, <laughs> politicians and shit. Want to go back to my house? Oh, my oh. God. This girl, Wait I'm 18 or 19. This girl took me to her house, and I'll never forget. It's freaking 3 in the morning. Brought me orange juice like in the mimosa glass. You know what I mean? And I was like this. What the fuck? I don't, I don't deserve this. Right. I don't. I live in the barracks. Right. Right. Like, you want something to drink? You want some more shoes? I go, oh, yeah, I'll take some more shoes. When she brought it out, and I was like, flute. what the fuck? It's a flute? Is that what it's I called? I think it was a flute. It's probably flute a champagne oh, flute. Oh, fuck you. Oh, my God. Wait, was that still the most did I tastiest orange juice I've ever had in my life? I don't know what was in it. Was it because it's pre Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. Did I go to Florida and squeeze this? I was just like this. What do you want me to do? I'm your, I'm your sex slave tonight. I'm yours. Oh, oh goodness God. gracious. Obviously, uh, everybody go to Healy Comedy Club this weekend. Check out GaryOwen.com. Keep in, uh, in touch. Find out when this book's coming out. Support that. What's the podcast again? Uh, Gary Owen, hashtag get some. <laughs> I just wanted to hear that again. That's yeah. fucking get awesome. Get some. Do that. Uh, be sure. Hashtag get some. I do a crazy stepdad story every every episode. I'm good. And we're like on that. the 30th episode, and they're still coming. They're still coming. It's not stopping that dude. I'm subscribing. My, my, when we my walk stepdad out here. was off. He's still off his rocker. I've I've never seen a guy like just. I've never met anybody like him. He's that out of just. He's, wow. He's crazy. He's freaking nuts. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out. You sold me on it. Nuts. <laughs> Here this weekend. Travis, thanks to Logboat Brewing. Thanks to Barrel Beard and Tattoo Oil, all of our great sponsors for the morning show, for this show. And again, cannot say enough. Big show, June 2nd, WeAreLiveRadio.com, indoor, outdoor, day festival, six local comics, Jonathan Kite, Ian Bag coming in. Gonna be a blast. Guys, Gary, thank you so Who's much. Your sponsors again? Welcome to St. Louis. We'll say uh, Logboat Brewing Company. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> thanks, Gary. <laughs>